0: Hey, welcome to The Unorthodox. Now, before I get started, I want to say that I know there are very many people out there that have been meaning to start up their own podcasts, but you've probably been thinking it would take you a lot to get started. Well, I'm here to let you know that getting started is as easy as downloading an app called Anchor. With Anchor, you will have all the tools you need to record and edit your podcast. And once you're done and you feel like you're ready to have the world listen to what you have to say... Anchor will publish your podcast on multiple platforms, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you name it, man. There's so many platforms on there. So if you feel like you're ready, just download the app or visit anchor.fm. What's up, my people? Welcome back to yet another episode of The Unorthodox now i want to first give some shout outs to the people who have been taking the time to listen in from the very first episode right to this very one guys thank you so much for the love and if you're a new listener i mean we we welcome you man I'm, i'm so happy to add you to my audience man and i hope i do not disappoint i do not disappoint anyway Uh, Let me cut that short and just get into what I'm supposed to be giving you guys today. And uh, let me start by saying that on my last episode, yes, the third episode, which was about leadership, I alluded to the fact or I said you guys could uh, send me messages concerning your business ideas or maybe people who wanted to know how to legitimize or probably incorporate their businesses now after saying that I realized that it it wouldn't be easy just for anyone to come and say oh I want you to help me incorporate this like it's easier for someone to come to you when they know the sort of entity they want to be incorporated as so not every business needs to be incorporated I think that's one way to like start off this whole thing because i want to talk about business entities and how they're recognized legally so not every not every business actually needs to be registered that's how you see the likes of uh, sole proprietorships like uh, the the wudukas you see out there that sell the 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 normal things normal things uh those don't necessarily need to be registered like as what should I call it? Uh, to be recognized, like uh, as, a, as a as a legitimate business, though they can take uh, other steps, probably like acquiring uh, trade licenses, blah blah blah, and and this and that, or probably just reserve a name. You get it? Like just reserve a name, and reservation of a business name is done at the URSB. Uh, guys always take time to think through your business name let's first change this mentality of naming businesses uh, our own names like if if that's your kind of thing like it's all good it's all good man like for me normally what i think about people that name businesses their own names is what will happen after you die yeah or are you one of those people who is going to force your name on your children just because you want them to carry a legacy i think my kids should have the ability to define their own destinies and build their own legacies i'll I'll do my thing i'll do my thing anyway so you can reserve a name as a sole proprietorship i think that's what most business owners right now are doing the guys you see online who probably do what is it online boutiques and stuff yeah i know i know one platform it's uh, it's uh by a friend of mine actually theirs is a is a partnership it's not a sole proprietorship but basically what they did is they they also just registered the name and uh i think that's all you need to know about sole proprietorships like it's it's as easy as that man like one man army. you run everything you run the whole show man you ain't taking orders from nobody are you good all by yourself so let's let's just go to the second business entity which is partnerships now i am uh, at least open to the fact that each and everyone that's listening in has an idea or has a clue of what partnerships are because we even just use the term as we please in our daily mumbo jumbo so partnerships yes they also needn't be registered in a way, but except for the professional partnerships which are the ones that are formed by professionals like lawyers. For example, a professional partnership is a law firm. Except for those guys, they need to be registered and they have a lot of other regulations they have to meet before they start doing business. But for the normal or general partnerships, it's, it's basically you, you get your G or you know someone around who you have spoken to you've been sharing ideas you have uh, established a connection with them you know their strength they know your strength you know each other's weakness and you know how to complement each other a basic example i can give is uh, the one of steve wozniak and steve jobs like steve wozniak was the programmer like the, the brains like it's truth out there it's fact Steve Jobs wasn't the geek; like he wasn't into that stuff. But the man knew how to sell. The man had vision. Like he he knew how to close a sell. Like if, you, if you're talking about people who can get you those buyers and the numbers, he was that guy. And the vision is, in as much as Steve Wozniak was a programmer, this guy had—should I call it the consumer perspective on things? Yes, instead of just being a programmer, like he, he saw things from just more than just programming. And basically, that was their partnership. Their partnership was the start of Apple. So you see how partnerships ultimately, sometimes, if the vision gets really technical, go to the incorporation bit and become companies. But not, not necessarily every partnership turns out to become a company. So under the general partnership, guys, yes, you needn't be registered. Yes, there, there are not very many technicalities in running a partnership. But you need to have a partnership deed. And that's basically an agreement that spells out the rules of engagement. Between the two of you guys, yes, you might be boys and things might be cool right now. But we all know, man like money will become an issue at some point because the business becomes really profitable and the numbers have maybe exceeded what you guys initially thought you would make as a partnership you don't really want money to divide such a strong relationship and such a strong bond that could lead to way much more greatness in the world so uh, one of the key things, or at least the key clauses you need to have in the partnership did is the one about equal pay, like equal remuneration, equal losses, guys. You, <laughs> you need to know that if your partners, and I'm not speaking from a point of view where it's just two two people, partnerships, like you guys can be more than two people, but the minimum must be two for it to be a partnership. Remember that if you alone you're sole proprietor if you have another body for us legally we, we recognize it as a partnership regardless of whether you guys registered or not so you need to know your strengths you need to know all of that but the money beat the money beat you need to know that when you make losses as a business you guys share the loss there is nothing like that you want your money to come to. No, 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 no. Like, if you form the partnership with someone where, for example, you put in the money and he puts in the skill, when the loss hits, it's not about who put in the money or who did what. You all just make peace with the fact that it was a loss. When the profits come as well, do the same thing. And... The other thing about a partnership is it spells out, for example, if it's not equal pay, it will at least stipulate the margins of uh, remuneration. So, in an instance where maybe one guy invested, for example, like 50 mil, 15 million or 50 million in someone, excuse me, I actually said 15 million. So, 50 million in someone who actually has the skill. Let's, let's say uh, you who's listening in had money and you invested your money in, for example, uh, an artist, yes, a musician. So you're just basically depending on their skill. So you need to have a partnership lead where you actually stipulate that because of my monetary, what? Contribution to the business. And remember, guys, partnerships it's not basically you have to contribute money to form a partnership There can be two people who don't even contribute money to the partnership but it's running it might just basically two formidable guys who have matching skill sets so that's it and you need to know guys that if money is involved stipulate clearly what percentage each and everyone is entitled to otherwise it gets technical at some point so I think that's all I have to share about partnerships next is companies so with companies we have private companies which I talked about in my second episode and public companies so at least remember that if not well, let, me, let me just go through it again so private companies are basically those opened up by two or more directors sort of like just think of it as started up from the partnership phase but then decided oh maybe we, we, we don't need uh, the, the, the partnership to for it to just be a partnership because remember with partnerships the partners are liable for everything if business but with a company even if you guys actually founded the company if the company is in debt, they, they, they're not the, the guys who started all the directors who started the company are not the ones that they're what they that, are, So that's one of the, the the advantages of starting up a company. So a company owns its own uh, assets and other things, a partnership doesn't. Like everything in a partner, it might be written in the partnership's name. But at the end of the day, man, like, when the guys are coming through, but, but when you oh, they're, they're going to look at the partners themselves. So you need to know that. With a the company, they, they can't really touch the directors. Except in cases where there is misconduct, hey, you can reach out to those directors. And legally, that's what we call lifting the veil. Hey, it's called lifting the corporate veil because... The law recognizes companies as corporate individuals. They're they artificial individuals. They're not the natural ones like us, but they exist in their own right and can make their own decisions and they can sue you. Though for a company to sue you, of course, the directors have to see. You, you. Some of these things are very easy. So, I, I never really take people to be ignorant about stuff like this so companies with, with companies you have to reserve a name, your RSP you have to at least be two directors and uh, cause I think right now it would be best to talk about private companies because hey, it's not very frequent in Uganda to hear that a, a Ugandan or a local business is going public like going public has its own technicalities because legally we require them actually like there's there's a whole set of laws and regulations that are enforced on public companies you get one of them being corporate governance like a set of best practices there are things you must do however with private companies uh, you, you necessarily don't need to be all that strict on certain things but I think for you if you really want to redefine yourself And really play in the big leagues. And the big leagues I mean the public companies. You need to at least start mimicking. What the public companies do. And I urge you guys. Who for example if you already have a business going. Or you already have a company going. Please read up on corporate governance. Don't you worry. I I might get some time and also talk about corporate governance. Because I'm very passionate about it. So I think. That's basically also like an overview about what companies are. I'm trying to see what I've forgotten. Reservation. Uh, the, the incorporation phase is, uh, oh yes, one of the key things about companies like partnerships. You also, They also have their own deeds, but their deeds are called memorandums and articles of association. So in there, you, you stipulate the objectives of the business, whether it is going to be dealing in what. but to give yourself room to expand. Always make sure if you paid or hired a lawyer to draft for you your memorandums and articles of association, which I prefer from here on out to just call memads. If you've had a lawyer to draft for you those things, at least let him know, let him understand the nature of your business. And if you have any intentions in the future to probably go into other fields or other markets, Provide that in your memorandum, because you, you, if you if your memorandums do not give you the liberty to expand in other markets, I mean, legally, we, we, the, the law will confine you to that, set, to, to like that business you're dealing in right now. But I believe people want to grow now uh, beyond a certain point, so always leave your objectives open to incidental businesses that. Probably also benefit the company. Things like that. Uh, The other thing is you need to know about moments. You need to stipulate the shares and the share capital. Yes, even private companies have shares, man. So you need to first stipulate the share capital, which is the valuation of your business. How much do you value your business, or how much are you initially investing in the business? Remember, I told you a company is a separate entity. From its owners. So when you guys invest that money, it, 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 you can even, when you're drafting, when someone is drafting your amendments, you can tell them, uh, my business will be valued at five mil or five million shillings at, at the start. It doesn't mean that you you have to pay up the five m. Like no, just know that if you start up a business, uh, it's a it's required legally for you to stipulate your share capital. But if you start it up. And the company is incorporated and they give you a certificate of incorporation. From that date, the company or you will be in debt with the company for that five ma. So you look for that five mil. I don't know how you will find it, but you'll have to pay it up in shares. You get it? So you pay up by just buying shares. So we have Uh, allotted and unallotted shares, or unpaid for shares. So, after you paying, you might have to at some point, if the business really becomes good, you start making serious money. You need to uh, amend your memorandums and articles and probably increase or decrease your valuation, depending on what you want. Sometimes, it might be you guys started out saying the business was valued at 5 ma but you're finding it hard maybe to pay up the five my you, you you pledged so you can decrease your share capital but if the business is doing good and probably you want uh, the future investors to also pay some good money for the shares then you would opt to increase your share capital so I don't know you, you can find a way of valuing your share capital there's some details I can't really get into otherwise what would be the work of a lawyer like they're supposed to sit down with you and this is it's not like i'm trying to be greedy with the information but some of these things require that you sit down with your own personal lawyer and just go through your memorandums and articles association so incorporating once you have the members you need to have your national id of course now you know that ugandans uh you need to have your national id a couple of uh Oh yes, your passport photo. No, you, yeah, passport photos for the directors, and you guys need to sign on the memats. Now, someone could say, because I met someone uh, recently who said, "You, you serious? People don't know how to incorporate businesses." Uh, one of the things that people tend to forget when they're incorporating these businesses is they think they can do it alone, but in the memats, actually, the memats themselves. The person who's required to sign in those memos must be an advocate or a lawyer. So I don't know if you if you have someone who does that stuff for you and they're not an advocate or a lawyer, just know that URSB right now might not be paying attention to those documents. But should you ever get into a legal conundrum where your memos have to be brought out, some of these things might come to light, and by then. Oh, might be something you don't really want to get into. So yeah, guys, pay your lawyer and uh, get some legitimate memos. So basically, I think that's an overview of companies. I feel like I have a lot to say. I, I don't want to get into NGOs right now because they are a different ball game. NGOs, associations, circles. I feel like that's something I will, I am willing to share. Come the next episode, and guys, please, if you love the content, please give, give send me a message. Man, send me a message and let me know. Probably the content you want to hear. I feel like whenever I come here and run my mouth, I'm not strategically hitting some of the core points my audience wants to listen to. So, guys, please take uh, the initiative, send me a message. I will be so glad to hear from you guys. And until next time, guys.